So let me ask, are you ready? Are you prepared? I know I ask that question often, and I often would like an answer. It's ready or not with Aftermath Disaster Preparedness. Welcome to our podcast. This is episode 12, and I am your host, Michelle. So tonight, I will be chatting with Huntress, an urban survivalist, otherwise known as Afrovivalist. Welcome. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. I'm, I, it's, it's always a good day when the sun is shining, right? Tell me about it, because there are days when it's not shining. Like where I am, I'm in, North, um, I'm in uh, Maryland, and it's not necessarily shining. It's been pretty rainy here. Oh, yeah. I can understand that. Thank so you for you joining prepared? us. I'm sorry. <laughs> are you prepared? I am prepared. I am preparing. You know, it's, um, it's a moving object. So I don't know if you can ever be too prepared, but I am definitely in the process. And that's why um, I was so really excited to come upon your um, information because mm-hmm. um, for many reasons, one, uh, Black preppers are rare. Let yes, me ask are. you, why do you suppose that is the situation? Uh, you know, I, I think when we went from the farm to the city, mm. uh, we had been molded to the the city life of living in the concrete jungle. So from there, we have situations where, you know, we're, we're living wall to wall right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it a, has been in an urban setting. Yep. yep. And I think it's been orchestrated to be this way, to make more and more people live in the city and reliable on the city and the government than it is to be out in the rural, rural um, environment, you know, raising your own food, you're, you know, having your garden, you know, collecting your water, having a freshwater well, things like that. Um, so, and, and then, you know, with, with what's been happening over the last couple of days with, Donald Trump sending out the USS Lincoln out to the Persian Gulf. Yes, and, I spoke about that on um, our last podcast. Exactly. Right. And then he, yes, as of yesterday, he sent, they sent out more bombers or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, bombers. Um, yes. And uh, this is turning out to be a serious incident. And I just hope that people take this, um, this very, very seriously because at this point, with Donald Trump as president, um, it, it can go anywhere because, you know, if somebody hurt his feelings, he might just say, ah, just F it. Hit the button. <laughs> Hit the button. <laughs> as, you know, exactly. Because someone, exactly. Hurt his, someone hurt his feelings or, you know, we just don't or know. His what ego. Or... Yeah, his yeah. feelings, his ego. We just don't know what this president will do. And, you know, for me, I think this is all in his plan because um, I, I, I want to say, and I don't know if this is accurate, but um, you know, I, um, during the case of, of war, you know, I asked the question during the case of war, does the president stay in its seat until the war is over? Does the president, what was the question? Does the president stay in his seat 
until the oh, war yeah. is over. Actually, yes, I think so. I mean, you know, he is commander in chief. And in that instance, um, he, he would be commander in chief. So even so, though yeah. election time may be coming up and during election, if there is a war going on where he's declaring emergency um, uh, uh, martial law, he may be mm. as president, which my feeling Correct. is, I think Donald Trump wants to be the dictator of the United States. And if that's the case, that's the way he's going to do it. Feeling is he is on that road because con- Congress has no hold on him and he's just he's just all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. That's so certain. But I mean, you know, as a part of disaster, as, as I'm certain you're aware, as a part of disaster, you know, when when you have your government, I mean, there are disasters that are man-made, if you would. And I think touched upon one of the uh, man-made disasters, and that's war. Yeah. And um, I mean, you know, another would be, as you stated, seizure mm-hmm. of the government. Um, mm-hmm. So and, it's, it's and, you know, we we really have to get into a, a mindset, and that's why you know, again, I I was really excited to information. Because, I mean, I know I just asked you the question, what, why do you think black preppers are rare? So I don't think I answered that question on do I think um, African people of color are prepared. I don't think we all are. I think there's some of us out there, but there's the maybe 1%, may, let's, let's say 10% of African-Americans in this country are prepared. That still leaves 90% of us not prepared. Do you think there's an aversion in our community? There's, there's a lot of people still out there. There's a lot of individuals still out there thinking that the government will take care of us. There's a lot of people out there who actually think that nothing, exactly. nothing is going to come to the U.S. They actually think that yeah, they there's, there's people out there that actually think that that war will never come to U.S. soil. They don't ever think that other than the, the, um, the Twin Towers, that was just a fluke, yeah. but it's never happened again. So there's a lot of people out there. And there's, then there's, there's those individuals who are faith, faith-based who think that God's got them, but they forget God told them to prepare and not See? wait upon him. This is consistent. This is the very, everything you're stating are the things that <laughs> when I'm like, we give like tabletops and we go and, you know, have our product out, et cetera. Right. And definitely trying to go and get our community into a certain mindset. Mm-hmm. And those are the very reasons that many I find are really averse to just even even just lending your mind to preparedness i think you just kind of ran the gamut um <laughs> yeah all of those <laughs> we definitely are um on to something because it's it's pretty consistent just in terms of our aversion so oh, yeah all, all the you. all of the signs are there you know, for yeah. someone to say, uh, you know, I had an individual tell me that they're not going to prepare. And when shit does hit the fan, they're going to come to my house and steal my stuff. Or they're just going to go. I got that And too. they're going to go steal I got from that other people. Times. Which is like, yeah. how, how yeah. selfish are you? 
to take from someone else, knowing that this may happen. And instead of taking care of you and your family, what makes you think I should take care of you? You know what I mean? Exactly. You know what? I use the analogy of the ant and the grasshopper. Mm -hmm. Um, on, On the podcast, we're the ants and we're out here trying to get this message across and we're just like building and prepping and trying to put things in right. place and, and giving information, just giving information over so that you can do, or our community mm-hmm. can do the same. Mm-hmm. And then you do, you get responses like, uh, you know, jokingly or not jokingly, I'll, I'll know where to come. Right. Cause I'll know, I'm, I know you are prepared. Yeah. About that. About exactly. that. Um, yeah. Come armed. Yeah, exactly. Well, could you tell us, um, can you go into Afrovivalist? Um, what is that concept? And um, what it, what is your your history in terms of prepping and preparing? So Afrovivalist started over a glass of wine. Um, mm. Had our glass of wine, you know, after, after the bottle's gone, then you really you start getting creative and, 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 <laughs> chuckling with you know with the friends um and that's where it came up and um before we decided to create the name um my friends that that were there had mentioned to me asked me where were you where have you been you've been just doing these disappearing acts because I've lived here in the city for over for almost 30 years now and oh wow um, you know, some of my girlfriends don't even don't even didn't even know this is what I did was doing because it wasn't cool back uh-huh. then. And so now those same right. girlfriends, you know, come to me and say, OK, we're so girl, where did that Afro vivalist come from? Because we have never right. heard you say anything like that before. And I said, I know I kept it to myself because y'all wouldn't have thought it was cool to do. You know, back then I was the weird one. You know, I was crazy. Mm-hmm. I was it conspiracy theorists you know but now you're paranoid paranoid, all that but now it's a cool thing because now everybody sees it in walmart on the tvs and you know so now i'm not crazy it has become a trend it's become very mainstream mainstream with other cultures and other communities not necessarily yeah and so and so once they started seeing that then they started picking up on it and and um i ended up telling them what i was doing I said, you know, I go camping and they're like, by yourself? I'm like, no, with my dog. With your dog? You know. (laughs) So, um, and that's when we sat around the table, um, sat around in the living room, um, popped over, opened that glass of wine. And one of my friends says, we really, you really need to create a website because there's, you're a, you're a unicorn that you are niche. uh Yeah. Or a niche. That I've never heard of, and you should really share your story. And so I shared my story by creating Afrovivalist.com. And I have been blessed ever since with the Netflix docuseries, with the New York Times article, with the interview through the Houston, um, Channel 13 Houston, online magazines, printed magazines. I mean, it's just been phenomenal with the blessings that that God has has given me because I'm pursuing something that he's been wanting me to pursue is and that is share and prepare yeah that's very interesting I know um 
yeah, you definitely have your own niche um, in terms of being a black prepper. That alone is conversational. And then being a woman, um, as we know, this this industry, if you would, disaster preparedness is is pretty much run by white. It's all white males, Um, pretty much. You have maybe 10 percent, you know, females, Caucasian females. Um, Now, I mean, it's getting better. It's getting it better, but I'm still the pretty much the lone African American in the group, though. You know, yeah. it's been that way yeah. for the last ten years. Anything that I go yeah. to, it's rare that I see another person of color there. I'm always the only one there, pretty much. I agree. I see that you are cert as well. I'm I'm cert I as am. well. I'm- Is that the case with um? Uh, is that the case with your cert group too? Is it pretty much, are you still like the lone wolf? Um, it's, it's over, yes. But it, over the last um, five years, it's picked up a little bit more. Um, for instance, okay. I just came from the 25th annual, you know, our, our um, net team is now 25 year, years old, right? As of last weekend. Mm-hmm. I counted maybe five African Americans at the whole celebration. Mm. You know, mm. so we're there, but we're some of us aren't participating. And it may have been the case that you know they just couldn't make it there. But when I go to to the functions for the city of Portland Nets, I don't see as as many um, African Americans or people of color that I wish to see. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm on the the um, Portland Bureau of Ma- Portland Bureau of Emergency Management Leadership Committee, which is co- which is over these all the certs in the city. So that gives okay. me, you know, we're in there. Do we do the guidelines or or um, you know make the decision upon the whole net teams? Um, and- in addition Excellent. to that, I am um, a member of the radiological emergency response team for the state of Oregon. Um, in addition, I volunteer with the Multnomah County um, uh, emergency response team. So it's not that I'm just out there saying it, but I'm living it. Yeah, definitely, I'm definitely living yeah. my preparedness lifestyle. I think that when you do live it, when you do, you know, go to the uh, com- community emergency response trainings and when you do some of the um, uh, uh, situations or incidents that they have, um, um, like we've gone to do reenactments ex- and get kind of, you know, prepared. Oh, yeah, I, I know scenarios. you probably know what I'm speaking about. Yeah. And um, I think it really drives me to go out to reach out to our community more because we are usually the one, the only ones there. Yeah. And so th- there's a, a, you know, there's a, a, a commonality that you have in terms of community. And so when you're in such a distressful kind of situation as a disaster, you kind of just by nature are going to look for you know, others that you can relate to others like right. yourself. And um, I think when we go to a lot of these scenarios, we are usually the only ones, the only, uh, you know, blacks there mm-hmm. as well. 
And that's what kind of propels us to kind of get out to the community. Because um, if a disaster happens, it's, you're probably going to be affected in your And community. everyone will be affected, even if it's not in, in if you, even if the disaster is not in your community, it's still going to affect your community. And that's why I, I've created Decamp Outdoors is because, you know, it's Decamp Outdoors. I, I have the slogan, a preparedness camp for city folks. And that's exactly what it is. Um, it's it's educating people, city folks who's never been out of the city, who really don't want to be out of the city, but they need to learn how to go about preparing themselves and preparing for evacuation and preparing a pantry or different or a bug out bag, you know, things like that. A garden. Yeah. I, I saw you, your website. You have yep. gardening and... Mm-hmm how to how build to a, fire, a fire, just some really basic necessary animal, hus- yeah. animal husbandry, how to gut and, and how to kill and gut an animal. So, you know, at the camp, you know, it, you can learn things on how to, you know, process and harvest an animal and process it and put it on the table all in the same day. Wow, kudos Thank to you, you Afrovivalist. Kudos Thank to you. you. So it's, um, it's gonna have a lot so of how, how did you how did you how did that come about? Like how did that whole decamp so concept it's been come about? on my mind like go back three years. So I have like three years of notes that you know okay. I finally and I just wrote it in one book. And the note notes were randomly on the page. You know, it wasn't in order of the pages. It was just randomly writ because written because when I have an idea, I just open it up and just write it on any page. It didn't matter. So I went through all my notes. Yeah. And um, one day I said, you know what? I'm not completely ready, but I want to know if if the community is ready for this. So I put it right. so I put out a save the date. And the save the date is um is from uh, now people can go to the website at afrovivalist.com forward slash outdoors and they can read the the whole um, page about the camp uh, about the camp what was that it's, website again what was www.afrovivalist.com forward slash d camp that's D-E-C-A-M-P Outdoors. And that will Excellent. take you straight to the page. And when you go down to the bottom of the page, you'll see a save the list. Anyone who's interested in, in doing anything with that with DCAMP can sign up there. And then I will be, I will see um, what is what it is that they're interested in. So if someone just wants to come hang out, they can just come hang out. If they want to take three workshops, they can take three workshops. If they want to sleep in their own tent, they can bring their own tent. If they want to sleep in a bunkhouse because they're not sure and, and they've never been camping and they want electricity and water, they can sleep in a bunkhouse. But if they're got, they, they want to get their, their toes wet, then they can either um, rent a tent with seven more of your friends or just rent a space in the tent and share your space with, you know, random women or men, depending on what tents you're in, um, I mean, cabins, and then do the same things with your okay. tent. So we offer an option of things for a variety of people. So where is it? This is like, what, like a secluded 
uh, a campsite? No, no, no. Or... This is an this is an actual um, summer camp facility, and okay. it's and it's out. Okay. It's forty five minutes outside the city of Portland. Okay, and this is your first. This is my first camp? annual. Yes, and it's going oh. to be awesome. Wishing you great success, and I want to be there. I so hope so. I you know, like I, yeah, like I definitely. said on your um, on our email correspondence, is you know, if you're up here, think about you know doing a live cast from here. If you do make it here, definitely, we'll we'll do something live with video and there everything. And I'm, I might kind of avert that whole animal thing, the hunting part. You know what? But, and yeah. you don't have to be a part of that. <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah. I saw the um, I saw your website and I did see um, it was categorized like you yeah. stated, like what your interests are. And mm -hmm, I like that. Mm -hmm. And I tried to have Excellent. a variety of Excellent. interests because there are people like you who don't want to be around guts and blood. You know. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm a novice. <laughs> so on we that do level have. We do have. I mean, if if you do go through it and notice, we do have things for novice people, novice, medium, and experienced yeah. people. I think it's excellent. I think like, you know, you start this year and then you can graduate and, you know, be a, a little, a little bit more risque. Well, I'm, um, I'm planning year. another, there'll be another, um, decamp outdoors here in Oregon and possibility in Texas and Atlanta next year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very <laughs> good. So let, let me ask you this just in terms of that. Um, so you also are known as a huntress. Um, is that in terms of self-defense or is it in terms of what you just described actually knowing huntress how to means hunt? a woman who knows how to hunt. So mm. I can go out there and snare it, um, bow and arrow it, and put a bullet in it. How did you... How did you my, get there? Uh, my dad. How my dad you? was a merchant marine and we moved here to Oregon, down in Southern Oregon in the early 70s, which was what, uh, you know, five, six years after desegregation. So we were able to go around the country willingly. And uh, my father ended up meeting an old friend of his, I guess. And we ended up renting or leasing his property all through my childhood. And I grew up on um, 26 acres with 40 acres surrounding me that was open. And I had horses, chickens, rabbits, pigs, pheasants, geese, quail. And we learned how to gut our own rabbits, you know, everything. So, so you were really groomed for prepping. Like, so you were, well, not even prepping. You were off the grid. We, we weren't off the grid, but when we first started, when I was six years old, when we first moved there, the, um, it was 26 acres with this little one room shack. And it was four of us and a dog. And mom wow. and dad worked. And of course, I don't remember too much of that. I was just having too much fun, you know, doing the other things. <laughs> just, just out, out there, there free, being yeah. free being in the trees and uh -huh. you know eating good mud pies and you know <laughs> yeah yeah I imagine. so um we ended up having a home built and we built we expanded on the shed which i called the one room house a shed we expanded it onto that and um lived there throughout my my um our graduations and after we graduated mom and dad 
let that go and they went their merry way. And, you know, of course we were in college by then. So, you know, so I grew up hunting and fishing. I grew up gutting and, you know, harvesting animals for the plate. There was, I mean, it was, it was nothing for my mother to say, go out and get a chicken. We're going to have chicken for dinner. And I go out there and have to wring its neck and pluck it and, Ring you know, neck. and do what it needs to be wow. done or a pheasant because we raised pheasants from from incubation pe- pheasant and quail from incubations um so so you would definitely groom for this i was groomed for it you know then i hated it because you know it was no fun i wanted to be a girl <laughs> And, uh, yeah, my, my dad, you know, every once in a while, you know, I was a girl and a tomboy. So every once in a while I want to put a dress <laughs> and heels on and every once in a while, I just want to get dirty, you know, in the, under the yeah. car. And my, you know, it was the times that my dad would say, come on, Sharon. And I'd be like, well, I'm a tomboy right now. I just go and take my heels <laughs> off, take my dress off, <laughs> go put some dirty clothes on and get in the dirt with my dad. So you found um, a balance, a wonderful balance throughout. Okay, mm-hmm. great. I'm glad to hear that. Let me ask you, what are your goals as far as um, disaster preparedness goes? So, so Afrovivalist, what are what are your goals? What do you see yourself in the next? Few I years see myself this? homesteading on my property in Eastern Washington. Wow, what a vision! Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I'm slowly transitioning my city home into a city or uh, into an urban homestead. Um, and then once I'm satisfied here, then I will be doing this, you know, slowly doing the same thing on um, my property in Washington and slowly getting that ready. And, and you make sure my, my supplies are all there. And cause I've, you know, you, you got to do certain things because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, right? So not everything is in my Correct. house. <laughs> right, exactly. You, know, you, got mm, some you got some fools out there will be thinking, you know, let's just go hit her house. Let's go hit Apple Bible's house. She got something. <laughs> that is definitely a message. That is a preparedness yes, message. Yes, so do not yeah, put all your eggs in one basket, especially when you're advertising it on podcasts, emails, you know, websites, blogs, whatever it may be. If you're Correct. gonna share your story Correct. story, make sure yeah. your supplies yeah. are in different areas. And same. Makes With sense. People you can trust. Absolutely. That mm-hmm. makes sense. So what other services? I know we spoke about DCAMP. Mm-hmm. Do you offer any other services? I do. I also consult. So if anyone wants me to come in-house and sh- physically show them different areas of where they can, you know, store their food or do their water catchment mm-hmm. or how they should design their sheds, um, I come out and, and do things like that. Matter of fact, I did one and I just haven't gotten around to putting it on my um, YouTube page, but she will allow it. So, um, so it just shows what, you know, I just go in their homes and, and show them where things can be with the exception, uh, you know, cause a lot of people here in Oregon want to put everything in their basement. Well, when we have an earthquake, you might not want to have your Correct. stuff in the basement. So I'm, I'm helping exactly. to get that done. So that's a service. And also if you yeah. want some uh, group group teachings when it comes to wilderness survival or individual, I do individual and group teachings. 
So literally take you out in the forest, primitive style, depending on your, um, on your experience level. And we just go out and have some fun and teach you how to survive on different things. Excellent. Um, we actually offer that, the... I'm also a um, level one archer. So I teach people how to um, use their bow and arrow. Um, wow. I assist in taking people to classes, um, firearm and fire safety classes, um, in addition to um, helping them get their multi-state license, concealed license. Excellent. Excellent. And they can get all that information on your website. Yep. And they can get all that information also by going to Decamp Outdoors. And um, you also mentioned YouTube. What is, what is your YouTube channel? Yes, Afro it is. Yep. Yes, okay. it is. It's not okay. much on there, but I'm, you know, hey, I got a nine to five job and I'm trying to plan a camp <laughs> and I'm trying to have a life. Yeah. And I'm trying to hold <laughs> hold down my house. And I'm trying to have a garden. And I'm trying to have you All know go hats. camping. And I'm trying to consult. All the <laughs> hats. We we have many many hats in common. We have many hats in common. We actually do um, in house assessments. We call it as mm-hmm. well to just kind of you know go in and kind of let people kind of just kind of go through their space to tell them what they can do to prepare and and what have you. So I think that's a great service to have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's good because, you know, people need to know these things. They have to they know have these to things. Know um, as you said, we're looking at the weather. We're looking at, you know, just the political climate. We're looking at, um, uh, what is it? They call it climate, climate change. Um, climate change. Um, these things are, are just kind of building up that you, you have to get to some level of self-reliance. Right. Somewhere. You, have to. you know, if anything, yeah. if, if, if people don't want people out there don't want to, you know, prepare big, then prepare small, get your water. Exactly. At least water will keep you alive for three weeks. One of the most, that's what I was going to ask you. Let me ask you this. How long do you think you can survive without say electricity? From your knowledge and your experience. Oh. As a president. Uh, I think I can go a couple weeks. Because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, I have we, we have drills at my house. I will turn off the electricity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mad I'm, at be, me. I'm here for they that. Mad exactly. at me, but I don't care. I will turn off the electricity and um, you know, at, at and we just go through the drill of being in darkness on how we would um, go about, um, you know, eating. And, you know, I have an outdoor um, uh, fire pit, not a fire pit, uh, outdoor fireplace. So I utilize that as for my outdoor cooking. Excellent. You know, I saw you, you have on um, Decamp, you, you have um, as one of the events is how to make a fire. Yes. So there's fire making. Yeah. Um, there is, they're going to be, um, that'll probably go along with your, um, uh, water purification. Since we got that fire going, mm-hmm. we'll show you how to purify some water the right way. At, um, Decamp Outdoors is offering a full spectrum survival from urban survival to wilderness survival. So when the person comes to this camp, once they run out of food during a during a real disaster, then what? Exactly. They've got to 
how to snare an animal. They got to know how to, to harvest an animal and able yeah. to continue to eat. So that's where decamp outdoors is, a, is different from all the other camps. As a matter of fact, this is the first black owned disaster prepared camp. Listen, I'm going to use some side effects when um, I edit this and it's going to be applause. <laughs> Thank, you. Uh, Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Congratulations to you. What a great, a great accomplishment. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm hyped. I'm ready to come. I'm ready to avoid the animal part, the hunting part, but I'm ready oh. to uh, <laughs> register for the camp. You will love it. <laughs> well, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't even know. <laughs> oh, my friend over here is like, whoop, whoop. He's a vegetarian, too. <laughs> I'm sorry for y'all because I need meat. No, no, you have the gardening. I saw that. So we have I something. Do, but we I need some meat. I need some meat to go with my vegetables. We're good for that for you. And then you can teach us how to garden. I mean, I do a little gardening too. So we'll just <laughs> we'll just explore that aspect. That's for sure. <laughs> well, Sharon, we I'm gonna do a wrap-up. I wanna thank you. It was such a pleasure to speak with you. Do you have any any parting words for our yes. listeners? Hi, y'all. Thanks for listening. This is Afrovivalist. You can find me at afrovivalist.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And don't forget to go to Decamp Outdoors for more information on the Disaster Preparedness Camp for City Folks. Thanks for listening, and I hope to see y'all soon. I'll see you at Decamp. Yes. Thank you again, and I will be in touch. Thank you. And that concludes episode 12 and our interview with Miss Afrovivalist, the Huntress and Urban Survivalist. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Aftermath LLC and our IG or Instagram and Facebook group. We're at Ready or Not. Also, we are creating a YouTube channel ready or not be sure to visit and sub subscribe we will be posting more videos soon of our prepping and survival journey so please make sure you subscribe you'll get you'll be the first to get notifications as we post new videos i want to thank you for listening this evening and as always in parting remember we are not here to scare you we are here to prepare you Good night.